from the COVID-free bunker 666 goddamn feet beneath one of the most infected cities in the continental United States. My name is J-Mac, host of Live Dudes, the sexiest podcast allowed by law, and I'm here by myself. I fooled you. Thought somebody else was here. Just me. I've got a very special presentation for you today. In 2011, I started a podcast called Heathen State, which was was meant to be a sort of a roundtable discussion of subjects that would be considered not dirty or stupid enough for live dudes. And therefore, I told Adam, you can't be on this one. He was actually a little bit irked with me. He said, dude, I can be smart. I was like, sure you can, sure you can, but you still can't be on this show. So I think the first episode we talked about, I think that the title was The Elusive Definition of Evil. So if that gives you any idea of how in over my head I was, I don't know why I thought with all the dick and fart jokes and all the potty humor that I did on Live Dudes that I would be able to translate that into something more intellectual. I hate to use that word. But we ended up doing about 17 episodes, and it was a, with a rotating cast of people. I think the first, I know the first episode, we have Dick Whiskey and Hot Sickness, the two mimes, for those of you who follow, or former mimes, let me be clear, for those of you who follow, have followed Live Dudes for the, since the beginning or for years or listened to the back catalog. They were former Christian mimes, and uh, so I, they had a lot to say. At one point, I think... Dick tells me that he misses Adam and he he wish he's so quiet and I say why are you so quiet and he's like I feed off Adam or something like that. So this is we're going back a ways for this and like I said I I don't know why I thought that the world needed another podcast by J Mac but apparently they didn't because I stopped doing it. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of take a trip down memory lane. I believe Miss K comes on at some point down the road. We'll, we'll just see how this one does, see if anybody likes it, anybody digs what we were attempting to do. But I will say this, I'm very proud of the intro that I came up with. It's a little spooky, a little weird. It's got like clips of different people talking, kind of fading in and out. I think John Lennon's in there. I think there's, uh, there's Winston Churchill, some stuff just to kind of give you like, the idea this is not live dudes. So, I, I mean, I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, uh, if I get good feedback, there's there's like 16 more of these, and I don't know. I obviously have not listened to these in years. I did listen to this one before I posted it. But I'll give it a spin since it currently it's impossible to get people on Skype to do the show, and nobody wants to come over. I get it. But this has been something I've been meaning to dig out for a while here. What better time than a global pandemic to drag out dust off the cobwebs off episode one of Heathen State. In the whole world, including the United States, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of You know, if I wanted to kill somebody, I'd take this book and beat you to death with it, and I wouldn't feel a thing. And on that note, we shall start the inaugural episode of Heathen State, the podcast coming to you from J-Mac of Live Dudes, not formerly of Live Dudes. I am still currently doing Live Dudes, plan on doing Live Dudes until my co-host and comedic life partner kicks the bucket, hopefully, which will be at least another 20 years or so. Hopefully we can get another 20 years out of it. I am joined here on my uh, the new show, Heathen State, by the lovely Hot Sickness. Hi. Dick Whiskey, who's uh, are you drunk already? No, you got to no. talk up, speak just, up, man. Just a couple beers. You got, you, I mean, all, all the pressures on you, man. I don't have Lasur here to man the soundboard, and then of course the lovely Naomi, who's like, I, I don't know, are you are you are you even able to speak on microphone? <laughs> I can speak on microphone. She's like, I, she heard her voice <laughs> and she was like, I, I, how do I have any friends? I'm like, oh, is this a, it's. <laughs> It's like a, it's a it's a sexy valley girl voice. I'm coming yeah. to terms with the valley it's girl perfect. voice. You know, the, nothing. Perfect yeah, voice. I mean, it's sort of like you you don't ever really know what you sound like until you right. get your voice played back. I was just saying that today that you sound completely different. 
than what you do on this. What I do? You sound like you're from the radio. Like you said, I sound perfect. like I'm from yeah. the radio. Yeah, and then you hear me in real life, you got this stuttering motherfucker. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you guys, it's, it's weird for me. I'm not I'm used to doing my live from the bunker 666 and all that intro, and I'm, I'm sitting right. here like I, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Heathen well, State, Heathen State. This is the show that I, I hate to say it. Lesur was mad because he couldn't be on. He's going to be really mad because he couldn't be on. But like, he's like, dude, I can talk about serious stuff. <laughs> There's going to be a, more of a. I, I wouldn't say like a dead serious show. Like no laughing at all. Obviously, if I'm on it, there's going to have to be some laughing. And I know these two motherfuckers over here. <laughs> this guy over here, dude. You you look like are you smoked? <laughs> you're just, so you're so just, quiet. I'm used to you. I think what it is is there's the, the sewer vibe isn't down here tonight. I feed off that guy. I can't right. help it. He's when he's here, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got a, sto- a show this week that's probably going to—it's definitely going to set the tone for what the rest of uh, rest of these podcasts uh, end up being. Uh, the show's probably not going to be a weekly thing. It's a lot to do one pad- podcast a week. I'm thinking it's probably going to be every other week. Would that be bi-weekly? Or yes. Is bi-weekly bi-weekly. Twice weekly. a week? No. What's twice a week? Twice a week? Bi-weekly is— Semi-weekly. Bi-weekly. This, yeah, I guess it'd be more like semi-weekly. I'd like to have the show up every two weeks. Because this is going to take a little bit more research. We can't just look up uh, you know, who who did what on YouTube. Yeah, that would be before bi-monthly. That. bi-monthly. Would that be every two months, month. though? If you're doing it twice a month, it's bi-monthly. bi-monthly. is two <laughs> How about just I'm one- fucking confused. <laughs> How about just once in a while? Whenever right. we get the time to do it. There you right. go. This week's topic is going to be evil. I, I thought that was going to be or defining evil, and then I got into it, and I was like, this is going to be hard. Yep. You <laughs> told us the, the uh, title last week got in the car and I said he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. I had this vague idea. I know we've got, we we did some show prep. I know we've got a lot of good opinions and good topics, good things to talk about. But evil is one of those things that it really, when it comes down to it, you think you know what it is until you start trying to write it down. They're like, well, you know, like a bad person. Somebody, you know, like, like, you know, like we said, Hitler. Uh Everybody agrees other than, you know, maybe like 0.05% of the population that that guy was bad. Right. But we so we're not. I don't want to use that as the the uh, the block for you know everything. Everything's got to be Hitler. This and I think evil comes in many forms. And this is the quote that actually inspired me for this week's show. This is from I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name, but he was a Russian novelist. I got this from the quotationspage.com. Nothing is easier than to denounce the evildoer. Nothing is more difficult than to understand him. And that is so true because. It's real easy to just throw out, oh, that guy's evil. He's messed up. Um, and sometimes it's quite easy to do, but to understand why someone is evil is a lot more complicated. And this is what I told Adam. I said, dude, you're, you're, you're going to be in over your head. Because I think I'm in over my head on yeah. this one. <laughs> but before we get into the rest of the show, you guys said that you're, you've had relatives that have asked to hear you on the other show. Yes. And you, you refused to tell them the name of it. Yes. <laughs> so by saying live dudes now, does that does that ruin it? No, it's it's cool. It's all right. So are you afraid if they look it up now? No. No. Nah. Talking. Yeah. I, I, I can I, hear you with the he- without the headphones, but I, I need you to talk into the microphone. Nah, I can't. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna go as long as we can. I'm sure this is gonna be a work in progress, just like Live Dudes when it first started. I think we all agree. I wrote down this first question here: Does evil exist? I think if it didn't, we don't think any of us would be here tonight. Not that we're the product of evil. I'm just saying, like, if we didn't have something to so talk about. So you could we do a whole show on just that question alone. But do we agree that some form of evil or, or bad people exist? Or do, you better say yes, because if you say no, then I, we, we got nowhere to go on the okay, show. Okay, so, well, for me... I'm saying... It's a label. I mean, down to the very nitty-gritty of it, it's a label. Label. Evil. This okay. is good. If this is good, then there's got to be a contrast. Well, okay, let's start let's start from the very beginning here since we brought up Hitler. Do you believe a person who murders millions of innocent people and caught and and many millions more are the result of a war? You think that person and is evil? I mean, torture, mayhem, that that's that's pretty uh, fucked up. Yeah, it's not I'm not, not to ex- sound too scientific with it. I'm not uh, excusing their their act and what they right. did, you know, at all. You going to weigh in, the, you going to weigh in here on Naomi? Who was the person that detonated the bombs on Japan. Well, it was the United States. And killed millions of people. Yeah, but but you're saying that could be considered evil, right? Well, I think evil's subjective. 
Yeah. Absolutely. All right, you guys are fucking me up here. Okay. <laughs> Many people, it's easy to dismiss evil as being, oh, that guy's crazy. Hitler's crazy. Charles Manson's crazy. All these people are crazy. But does evil always mean crazy? Can someone be, let's just say, let's say for the sake of this discussion that evil does exist, that bad, malignant, malicious people out there, predators exist, and we know they do. Yeah. Does that necessarily mean you're crazy just because you, you know... Uh, example, Jeffrey Dahmer. He killed and ate people. Does that mean he's cr- evil, or does it mean he's crazy? I think he was both. I don't think he was in control of his actions in a lot of way. I don't think he was in control of his desires. There's a difference between someone who's aware they're doing wrong and someone who's not. Jeffrey Dahmer uh, was aware that he knew what he was doing was wrong. I've watched interviews of him, but he was almost confused by his own impulses, and he couldn't really stop it. So... But he was crazy. If you yeah. want, if you if you have a desire to kill and eat people, that's 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 not normal. That's insanity. There, and you right. know, you know, you're fucked up in the head, and you can't stop it. Well, he felt no remorse. Was that the one that said he felt no remorse? He would feel no. Nothing? That's Charles Manson. That that's the quote Manson. from the beginning of the okay. show. Char- Charles Manson was proud of what he did. Jeffrey Dahmer is actually kind of ashamed of it before well, before oh. he died. Anyway. Oh, okay. So you're saying gotcha. right. if, if you're ignorant, you're not capable of evil. If you're just ignorant. No. So, no, like, but, if somebody's like no, I'm not just saying, smart I'm, at all, just, they could just be. I'm just saying, just because you're an evil, just because you're a sick person, and do, just because you do sick things, does it automatically mean you're crazy? The lady that drowned her children in the bathtub. Right. Right. Was she evil, or was she just mentally disturbed? She, uh, she, she was, was mentally disturbed. There yeah. Was something mentally. You, you wrong. guys, you, our listeners probably remember this. Sorry, Dick Whiskey. Do you remember this? The lady who drowned her kids in the bathtub. She yeah. said they were possessed by spirits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she had five kids. She yes. five, had five kids, five and she drowned kids. them all in the bathtub she had one a at a time. Postpartum depression. And right. Her husband was writing notes and putting them around the house, saying, "Get a hold of yourself." I didn't hear that part. Yeah, he would put notes around the house, like just knock it off, get a hold of yourself. You know, you're. Boy, but he feels like an asshole now. Well, and then at one point he <laughs> told her that. They he decided that they were all going to go pack up and live in a bus, and I think that's when she lost it. The whole family, yeah, because I think they had like five or six kids, like yeah. five kids. But didn't she? But didn't she say that? I think there are actually a couple of yeah moms out there mm-hmm. that have drowned their multiple children How in the bathtub. Sick is that? <laughs> yeah, but what about the yeah. what about the security guard? What about the security guard there at the uh, oh Joyce Meyer Joyce Ministries. Meyer Ministries that that uh, he. Murdered his. Family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a like a veteran or whatever. Yeah, I mean he's he murdered some... his two sons and his wife. Somebody just snaps. Yeah, I think you can be evil and not be crazy, but I think you can be crazy and not necessarily be evil. Right. Even though you might do evil things, I mean, I just I don't see the lady in the drowning her children as a bath. I don't see her as inherently evil. I think I, should, I think she was just inherently disturbed. Right. I don't think that. Someone who's necessarily evil was just just means that they're they're disturbed just because they're evil. Like you know they just mean? lose their mind and do something really stupid. Yeah, I mean that lady, that lady just was not in touch with reality. There. Have you ever met someone you considered to be evil, either at the time or in retrospect? I've actually, I have. I wouldn't put them on the same level as like a Jeffrey Dahmer, but there, yeah, there. I've met I've met people that. Well, for instance, I guess I can say this because it's all water under the bridge now. But my brother-in-law, who was a cop. And was it involved with a church youth group? I the first time I met this guy, I said I don't like him. Something's wrong. Yeah, did I, I met did, this did, guy too. Did, and you had the same feeling, right? I did. There was just something about him that just was not right, and you just—it was beyond being not likable. It was like it's an energy. Or like yeah, there's vibe. something about, and he was young too. I mean, when we first met him, he was still a teenager, and there was just something about him. There was an arrogance there that believed that the that. that you could tell he believed he was above everyone else. And I felt that that could translate into, I mean, I didn't really didn't feel this at the time that he would rape somebody, but that he was, he was beyond the law. You know what I'm saying? Like well, I'm he up here above. and everybody, everybody else is down here. So anything I decide to do, that's, I, I guess that's something you could almost say would be borderline well, evil when you're above, you're above society. Above reproach for right. his, con- for the right. consequences of his actions. He ended up becoming affiliated with this church youth group. They deny that he was affiliated officially, but but he was, where he met a fourteen or fifteen year old girl, 
Yeah, she was 15. She had a really messed up family life. Seduced her, ended up having sex with her. I think multiple times she got Ugh. caught because of illicit text on his cell phone. Turns out the girl, I guess, had a breakdown over it, and the guy got fired from his job. He's now in prison. That's evil. Someone right. who preys yeah. on weak... I, I guess that the one thing I think everybody could agree on, that somebody that preys on the weak and innocent knowingly, that's evil. Yeah. And this guy went to jail, and I hope he likes getting Coke can dicks up that butthole because that's, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening to him now. So you said you met somebody you felt was, uh, I guess, more dangerous than evil? Yeah, dangerous. Uh, you know, just uh, Tip that scale of like it could really turn real ugly here. Yeah, time. because, you know, there, I mean, there was a lot more rumors, and but you, like you said, with the vibe that you felt with that other guy, you know, you kind of got the same sense with, <clears throat> with the acquaintance that I had. Uh, just, just the way he talks about things, the way he approaches people, approaches situations. It's you, you know, it's not good. And uh, well, you know, you knew this guy since he was a, a child, right? Yeah, he, you guys he, were childhood friends. Well, pretty, yeah, young, early teens, early teens. And, so when uh, you first met him, did you? I knew, I know who you're talking about. And I never got like a a really sinister vibe off of him, but I was, I was always a little bit uncomfortable with him around my first family. First time I met him, he looked. So I looked him right about. in the eye and immediately knew there's something really wrong with this guy. He's a predator. Yeah. A predator, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know if it had to do with the kind of arrogance. I mean, I guess the arrogance that you were talking about with the guy that you knew uh, kind of came, it was like almost the same thing with this guy. Uh, but it was like a selfish, you know, it was like, what, what can what can I get for myself preying on the weaker weaker. What's that build? called? Narcissist, narcissistic? Narcissism. You, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't really factor in the feelings or considerations of others you see the world is is at your behest or yeah. as at your feet but mm-hmm. at the same sense you're you're so angry at the world at the same time uh you know like it like it, it owes you but you know in, teach in a sense a lesson. yeah <laughs> what about you hot sickness have i met someone yeah i mean you you said you had a couple people that you felt like just initially you're like this person is is not a good person um it I met one that it was immediate, the same guy that yeah that D- uh, Dick Whiskey is talking about. Let's call him Redhead. Or, okay, <laughs> and, uh, not be, not uh, because he has red hair. There's two of them that stick out just in my own personal experience that you know, and it was always in retrospect. Both of them were in retrospect that I realized that these people are inherently evil, and and they're both were completely unaware what they were doing to people in their past. You mean you mean they they were unaware they didn't care. They were completely unaware they of just, what they were doing. So they're just dangerous because like right. yeah, you can get the sense about people sometimes like they're that reckless. They're mm-hmm. just they're just unpredictable and like you've said that you've uh, known people like that. Well, that, you know there was a there was a guy there was a religious person that I that I knew as a, as a young man as a child actually. And at the time, no, I, I was taught to look up to him, and I, 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 I guess I did just sort of blindly look up to him. But as I got older, I started to question things I saw, and I started to hear more things behind right, the scenes. Right, exactly, yep. And then as I, I got older and wiser, I started to realize this guy is a predator. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy is looking out for himself, his own we self-interest, were... and he's 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 willing to victimize right. innocents and, and, and people that are... It's the same exact mindset as the, the brother-in-law you're talking about. Only with religious people, it's a spiritual concept. I've got. To, I've, go ahead. Finish. They they literally will step in and do the same exact exact manipulation as an actual physical predator. But just do it mentally. But do it mentally in a place where they're spiritually raping you psychologically. Right. Exactly. It's the same outlook, same result. You said you had this on your Facebook page. Why don't you go ahead and read this quote here? I, I can't pronounce his name. Is that Blase? Blase Pascal, I believe. Um, go ahead and read that quote for us. Men never do evil so completely and cheerfully as when they do it from a religious conviction. And that's not to say all religious people are evil, but it, those types of people, the kind of guy I'm talking about, and it sounds like what you were, and you two are talking about may be a sort of a different ballgame. The guy I'm talking about truly believed he was invincible. Well, both, both my brother-in-law and this this other. Yeah, person. how many of the people on our list were using religion or hiding behind religion during Mine all is. of this? Yeah, so all of them. I mean, just the rumors that I heard, and I I, I don't know anything for sure because no police reports were ever filed, but. There were there were serious crimes that were being covered up behind the scenes by this guy, and that to me is evil. When you know innocents are being uh, punished or 
taken advantage of and you do nothing. Right. You know about it. I guess we could bring up this Jerry Sandusky bullshit over here at Penn State. Right. People around him knew it and did nothing. You're all, you, I'd say you're just as culpable as the guy who did it. Exactly, yeah. You know? Didn't they fire the guy that didn't come forward? Joe, what was his name? Joe Paterno. Yep. They fired Joe him. Paterno was the head coach. He was, But he's uh, the one that were, walked in on There him. were many people that knew things that... Joe Paterno never walked in on it. He had, a, like, his. I think some of his players walked in on it, and Jerry Sandusky would bring oh. these 10- and 11-, 12-year-old boys that he would meet through this charity, and he would bring them into the Penn State locker rooms, mm-hmm. where he'd already been dismissed years previous for similar allegations, uh-huh. and they gave him access as a, as, like, as a recruiter or whatever, and he would bring... And guys walked in on him doing things to to the young boys and re- did, did nothing. nothing. They would report did to nothing. somebody in the college. That, that does not register with me. That That is foreign to me. When you see something like that and you do nothing. The official investigation, the recent investigation, in the after 1998, I think was the first one, they had immediate evidence that they, and they could have arrested him like immediately, like over two years ago, they could have arrested him. I feel you're just as culpable. I think that any normal, upstanding person with any kind of conscience or moral barometer or, or, or awareness of society's norms and rules, you walk in on somebody in the shower molesting a little boy. You you take you t- take whatever actions are necessary Absolutely, to stop this. Yeah. You don't you gonna go <gasps> yeah. and walk out and go tell <laughs> tell your dad who's the football coach or you you have to you know. And there's another quote, and I don't have it up here, but it says, evil is allowed to prevail when good men do nothing. Yeah. There's a Viggo Mortensen movie about that, where he's a um, sort of a passive Nazi during World War II, and he has a Jewish friend who needs his help to get out of the country, and because he's afraid to risk his own life and career, he does nothing. The guy ends up in it. It's called Good. It's and it's like he because he he's oh he's just as guilty as everyone else because he didn't do anything to help his friend, you know. So in and of itself, that that is an evil in and of itself. Right. I mean, like the kid that walks in on that going on in the Penn State locker room. Right. You know, I just, I mean, I can't even imagine that. But I, I'll, I'll go to jail for assault before I let that guy continue what he's doing. Well, like what Naomi said earlier, you know, evil is subjective. What if that person's idea of what good and evil is? doesn't line up with someone else's idea of what good and evil what is. What you're saying, Jerry Sandusky or the student who walked in on him? Uh, either or. He he clearly thought it was wrong because he went and told, told somebody in the Penn State uh, well, what's hierarchy, who, but he didn't go to didn't, the... The ones that didn't. The ones that didn't say anything. Yeah, the ones that didn't say anything obviously didn't think it, what he was doing was evil because they would have stopped Or it. were afraid to stand up to, right. to the coach and were fear they were going to lose their job. Perhaps the evil just provoked so much fear in him that well, that's true. He was, you know. I think all you all, all you really got in in this life, as far as a future, is is children. And if you can't stand up for kids, then you can't stand up for anybody. And I've always felt that way because there were times right. when I was a kid, and I'm sure that Naomi over here can relate. When you're a kid and you're being taken advantage of, and you just need somebody to stand up for you because you're powerless to stop the things that are happening to right. you. Mm-hmm. On yeah, it could be anything, any, any number of things. But that's and you just because you're powerless to stop it. You need someone to step in and help you. And when you, when an adult knows and does nothing, I got to tell you that's that's pretty high up on my list of of unforgivable sins. You know, I mean, it really is. Especially uh, I, especially if there's know, no apology. I'm not apology. in any way, shape, or form, you know, defending that. You know what I mean? Right, just right. Giving no, I name. oh yeah, I know you this know. subjective <laughs> idea. Jerry Sandusky's biggest fan <laughs> over here. <laughs> No, I know, I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but he he justified. Even Jerry Sandusky though knew what he was doing was wrong because in this poli- right. original police interview he threatened to commit suicide and stuff. Uh-huh. So this is a guy that I think he was evil, but he just wasn't willing to deal with his own internal things. Here's moving on to our next question: um, Is evil supernatural? Does anybody here believe that there is a uh, extraordinary forces that drive people to do evil actions, or do you think it all comes? within the blackness the blackness of our own hearts or someone's own heart let's start with you uh naomi um i don't think we need any help doing evil things so no i don't i don't really see any evidence of any uh for supernatural forces forcing anybody to do anything (coughs) well i'm not saying forcing anybody to do something but you don't feel there could be I mean, no one feels in this room here that there could be some kind of 
you know, dark, malevolent force. In, out, influence. Out, in, dark influence. Influence, yes. I mean... I used to think that. Why did you used to think that? Because of what I was taught about good and evil. What were you taught? Explain that. Because, I mean, a lot of... If, if, the, if some of the new listeners that they're listening to this didn't hear your original show with the mime right. show, and I guess I should have followed up with some background yeah. uh, with you guys, but we all came out of a religious environment. But explain right. to you why why were you told, why wasn't the human element enough for you in evil? I was taught that, you know, there's God and then there's Satan, and it's a constant battle. In that, and they fight it out amongst and humans. they fought right and like you know if we allow things in our life then the, then the enemy Satan creates a stronghold in your life and you have to have that you know torn down by spiritual warfare and I don't that none of that makes sense. And, and let me guess where you have to go to get the help your pastor right exactly right. yeah I I was raised like that there's like an imagine like a an invisible like Dungeons and Dragons going on in like right. the spiritual world. Wouldn't that be awesome? And like and like we're like the physical manifestation of like uh these like medieval T- games between T- demons and Tell us how deep it went where you found the stack of Beatle records. Yeah, I fa- I this was over spending the night over at a friend's house, and we were telling scary stories, <laughs> and we started getting really freaked out, and like I was like having a panic attack, like I was so. What like, kind of stories? Scared. What kind of stories? We were, were telling? telling stories like that we had heard about like uh, haunted houses, like where the walls were bleeding and things were floating. Oh, what's that movie? You know, all of those. The walls were bleeding, Carrie. Carrie, no, but there's a. Uh, anyway, keep going. All the tip, the <laughs> typical slumber party, scary story thing. But we were getting really, really freaked out. And I had seen these Beatle records in Boom. the basement. <laughs> and I, you know, you know I'd Charles been told, Manson was inspired by Helter Skelter. I've been album. told that the the Beatles had sold their soul to the devil, and that you know their music, if you played it backwards, you know you'd hear like bad things yeah. and. So I really believed that those records, the presence of those records, you, re- you were told was to believe those, us those re- the records had demons in them, or yeah, they, they allowed- that they were that they were inhabited by demons. I what I was taught growing up was that it could be, and what she's talking about is what's called an accursed object, which by bringing it into your house, you have invited yep. dark forces yeah. into your into your house. An uh, example would be a Beatle record. Which is uh, we would asshole. even pray over like secondhand furniture. Oh my god! Oh, god damn. Are you? Because you never know. You know, somebody could have had could have fornicated on oh. that couch. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> you know you don't want the demons of fornication influencing your children if you bring that oh, on that couch. That is a dirty mind. That is a dirty. Mind. Did they tell you that? Did they say somebody could have fornicated on that couch, or was it implied? <laughs> I think like it was stains. implied. I think it was implied. I mean, how else would a couch be possessed with demons? I mean, we just figured that. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess I never really did the math on that one. I, like, <laughs> and there's like a demon for everything. There's oh, like yeah. a demon for like they, everything yep. in the world. Just like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, kind of. We were watching this. Were you, were you guys over last week? When, you remember Carmen, the Christian artist Carmen? Yeah. Did you we ever, did a do, lot do of mind pieces to that. Do you remember Witch's Invitation? Dick Whiskey has a a uh, piece that he did solo and created himself to that song. Which is Invitation. We watched the video. I have him on uh, tape. And, and Dick Whiskey, we need your help here. We're talking about Carmen and the and the idea that... Uh, the he whole, asked the whole, if you uh, knew about uh, Witch's Invitation. Do you know anything about let me, that let me Let me set the song up. Carmen was a basically a reformed lounge singer... Who never really sang, but he kind of always talked like with the fake New Jersey accent. He He looked like David Copperfield, or he tried to look like David Copperfield. And he would always have these story songs in which he would somehow end up in a scenario involving some kind of demonic encounter (laughs) where he always would be like, Satan, bite the dust. (laughs) And and like he like at the the time, you know, you're a kid, you're like you're taught to believe this stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, get that, kick his. Well, you couldn't say ass. You're like, kick his butt, you know. And he would have these these videos. They would come out with which were not high budget, but at the time, considering where Christian music was, very theatrical, very theatrical. And you're saying, Dick Whiskey, that you did a mime to to uh, Witch's Invitation. Yeah, I did one to Witch's Invitation. I and, think I uh, might have seen that. God needs America again. Tape. It's on YouTube. God needs it. <laughs> no, we looked it up. We looked it up. We looked it up last week. Witch's Invitation. 
Uh, you can look it up. You can find some grainy copy of it. The premise would be I don't I don't know why Carmen he was going to this like warlock's house. Yeah. I don't know why he was going there. They How never, do you know if someone's a warlock? Well, the, he went in because there were pentagrams and all kinds. And he's the the guy's like, I was paid to curse a man with AIDS by his aunt. Yeah. That, and like and we're like, oh. <laughs> and then he was like, so I, everyone I, with I AIDS I is cursed. I healed a man with a broken leg by performing druid worship and like he had all these and it was like it was this house well then how is that bad shit. if he healed him well but he was healing him with the dark arts so so explain your mime skit to this how I mean were you the Carmen character or were you the devil character I played well, all I, of them I was a solo piece that I, I had, had uh, choreographed did uh, very you know many characters without through the piece is there a YouTube video of this <laughs> yes. you, yeah yeah you, you can find one <clears throat> strangely enough unfortunately <laughs> Uh, strangely enough, it was uh, one that we had recorded just actually a few years back. Yeah, a couple years ago. Uh, why I did it, I decided to do it, I don't know. I mean, we hadn't been uh, doing anything like that for over a decade. Oh, you mean you transferred it from a video? Uh, no, no, I recently no, he, did it. He captured he the He wrote skit. it himself. So I, I, I choreographed my version, my take on it, uh, about 13, 14, 15 years ago. As a special request, somebody had a couple years back asked if if I would do it one more time. Well, I mean, to They've, be to be fair, to be fair, um, that is a very theatrical song, and it, like I said, look up "Witch's Invitation" by Carmen. Um, just for the 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 showmanship alone of that piece must have been fun to do because you know Carmen confronts he's like Satan I bind you name of Jesus and he like he starts praying in tongues over and like the, the, the witch for whatever reason I just remember the end at, at the, in the, at the end I, he, no. he, 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 he's like confronts him with the Holy Spirit and I remember the the warlock's bird like this black crow in a cage it, it like it dies it explodes at the end when Carmen's like playing or praying against the witch what? the witch suddenly goes from confident and I, I own the world and I can make people die of so AIDS so did Carmen and, make them blow up well that's what they made it look like that doesn't sound very good <laughs> poor, poor bird Car- Carmen's not that evil <laughs> no but Carmen the bird was evil oh okay and Carmen took on the bird can animals be evil can, can they be uh, cats possessed? Cats definitely can be evil. <laughs> cats. I, my, uh, my little black cat is evil, and then he's cute, and then he's evil. He's he's a split personality. He's like I don't evil. I don't believe anything or anyone, even furniture, can be possessed by demons. <laughs> Did you you missed it, Dick? She was saying how they had to pray over secondhand furniture because somebody might have fornicated on it. <laughs> Who said that? Her her parents. Did you pray over the couch that my mom gave you before, when you, she gave it to you? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we know what's wrong with you. We, we'd already prayed over it, so I think you were listen, good. Listen, your mother your mother has no spirits. Uh, wait, 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 hold my on. My mom probably did some I, I don't know. Okay, you, had, you prayed over the couch because somebody on fornicated on the couch. Before you no, gave it to me? No, okay. It anytime wasn't us we fornicating on it, no. Anytime we would get something secondhand, we would pray over it in case it had evil spirits in it. Oh. Like, for instance, if you got a couch secondhand, you would pray over it in case someone fornicated on it. Okay. Or maybe somebody sat on it and used a Ouija board, and then demons maybe. possessed the couch. And then oh, you get it, and oh then you're bringing God. evil into your house, so you have to pray so over it. So ridiculous. So what if you fornicated with yourself with that countess? <laughs> <laughs> Need some steam cleaner? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm turning into the live dudes over here. Uh, well, I, I wish, if, if you can, please get this witch's invitation uh, mime. I would love to see it, but I, I'm a, I'm a Afraid to tell you, right right. yeah, we could probably unless we're doing right something now. with that, we could pull it up. Well, we'll look at it. We'll look at it afterwards. <laughs> so that's fine. But the idea was an accursed object. You guys are familiar with an accursed object? Like uh, her, she said, Beetle Records. Uh, an example, something another like example Harry would Potter. be Harry Potter would do ah. it. A Harry Potter book, yeah. uh, uh, a pentagram or some type. I of, had uh, um, an, a cousin, a, ch- a small, you know, young cousin who uh, was having nightmares, going through a phase of having oh, nightmares. Oh, this is fucked up. And, um, and my aunt believed it was because her Snow White sheets... Oh, my God. ...were possessed with a demon. True, true story. <laughs> oh, my God. So, true story. I wish I could say it was not. Yeah. Just, didn't they burn them all? They threw them uh, all away? I think they, ha- they got rid of all the Snow White stuff. Yeah, okay, because so there's a witch in Snow White. The stuff we're talking about now... 
compared to okay your parents' idea of evil compared to like what we were talking about earlier you know Hitler that evil. yeah see how subjective it is yeah between, there's a, one just, extreme to the other well one definitely one man murdered millions another well was I'm just burning saying, Disney sheets I'm just I got one up I can one up you on that Disney sheet well maybe not that's pretty fucked <laughs> what up. about your he man did you ever have to burn your he man uh yeah there was I a he man burning at the church we grew up at uh the before the cult the cult before the cult you know the pre, the pre cult. Mm-hmm. Okay. The intro to a cult. Do you know how much money those He Mans are worth these days? I know, and they would. I, to- I tell you what. That, and now you want to talk about the sin of it all is that you can't collect on the money. They, I think they burned them, didn't they? They burned them. Plastic's got to stink when it. I mean, could you possibly? It'd probably <laughs> it's probably be more be toxic. Be or more something. evil looking when it was done. <laughs> Skeletor or whatever. It just melts. <laughs> Yeah, so that would be an accursed object, and I truly believed in accursed objects, but I not I didn't think the Beatles. I always liked the Beatles, but I, I guess if my friend would have brought over a Slayer CD or something, or maybe an autographed Ozzy Osbourne picture, hoo hoo hoo. Now I had a lady at work um, tell me, you know, an adult tell me that she can't watch scary movies because like scary movies like Paranormal like Activity, Paranormal Activity, because because up. that because it's real, and I asked her. You, re- you believe this is real? Right. And she said, yeah, that stuff really happens. <laughs> I-, I wish that stuff happened, not because I want it to happen to me, but because, like, wouldn't life be so much more exciting if, like, things were in your house or you could knew people, like, my house is haunted. You could come over there and, you know, lay in their house and you'd hear... <laughs> you flush really- the toilet and it would be black water. Like, <laughs> Capitalize on it. Make some serious... Joy. Really seriously, anything can exist as long as you give it power to exist. So Sure. Well so you're saying like if you believe in the boogeyman, the boogeyman is there. Right. Yeah, like in your Absolutely, mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Well I think people have humans have the capacity to to do really, really bad things to each other, but they also have large imaginations of things that maybe aren't there. Oh, when I was a kid, my cousin and I, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's not on this not been on live dudes. He was so into dinosaurs that he had this common ground behind his house. And I guess I was about 12, and he was probably about 9. And he would tell me stories about velociraptors and T-Rexes running wild in the common ground behind his house. And I just assumed it was like an imagination thing with him. But he'd be like, no, no, no. I saw I saw Godzilla back there. Like, he did. He, we, he would see a big hole in the ground and be like, this is a Godzilla footprint. And I really think to this, I mean, I'm sure to this day he doesn't believe it, but at the time he had convinced himself and scared himself stupid so many nights believing that Velociraptor was running around in his backyard. Now, obviously, there was no Velociraptor, but how is that different than ghosts? And and I'd like to get somebody on the show eventually who does believe in ghosts because I just don't. I love the idea of it. I right. love scary movies. I don't actually believe it exists. You know? No, I don't either. I mean, I would love to believe that there were hobbits and trolls and dwarves. And well, wizards, I've gone but... into a house. We went We went and looked at that house in East West. Alton? Yeah, East Alton. We were just shopping before we, for houses. Before we moved into the house, before our current house. We stepped into this house, and it just <clears throat> felt bad. Well, it you... felt... You know that Alton is one of the uh, on the top ten list for America's most haunted. It wasn't even an old house. Yeah. It it looked like I mean it could have been like thirty years old. You think maybe it wasn't an old house? Yeah, I would say it was about thirty. It was like on the floodplain, and um, there was something. I mean, I guess some people would bring in their little ghost detectors and figure it out. And I guess if that, that's your thing, whatever. But the thing that weirded me out about it is like you did. You walked into it, and that's really the only time I've ever been in a house or in any place where I felt something just just not right um i've been i went into a friend's house actually an acquaintance i'd never been over to their house before and i went over there and it's just a bad bad feeling in the house there's a difference between someone who says that there's like a a demon or something walking around versus an energy an energy that's that's one thing i i can't discount is i mean i don't i don't believe in the devil and pointy tails and i mean i wouldn't even say i believe in ghosts because to believe in ghosts is almost to say that you think we live on after we die and i I personally don't believe that but sometimes there could be almost i guess you could call it an imprint just like a footprint right on a sandy beach right um this alton house we walked into it the walls were painted blood red which didn't help Mm. there was a smell 
and the, there was, was a really lot of dark. very very claustrophobic rooms. And in one of the back rooms, there was a a uh, TV stand up in the corner with no TV on it, almost like an invalid had been back in there. Yeah. And it just felt like someone had died there. Yeah. And then in the basement, there was I a weight bench and a open shower, just like on the bench. Exactly what happened in there, and you probably were. I felt. I mean, like I said, I don't know that it was uh, supernatural or evil per se, but it definitely. I would. Maybe even, the maybe something psychologically about the combination of colors and space well, just messed with. Maybe 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 it gave off the scent of of a disturbed mind that had lived there. What about when you 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 know you see someone and you just immediately get that vibe? There's something wrong with that person. It's the same type of energy that when you walk in and you're sensing something. But you know it's weird because uh, I was we were listening to a little bit of that Charles Manson interview before. Our next question is I, I guess uh, name one evil person. I guess I'll just pick Charles Manson. Charles Manson, as psychotic as he was in that interview, he had a, char- a charisma about him that caused people to blindly follow him. I mean, pretty, young, attractive people, men and women, and they would live in poverty, and, and they would listen to him to him teach, and, and just nonsense and crazy talk, but he, there was something about him that they found hypnotically charming and even warm and friendly. It turned dark on them at some point, you know. He didn't start out asking them to kill people. He was like, "Come join my family, be a part of the group," and you get sort of connected. And then he sort of, sort of twisted it from that point on. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of him that was very appeared very uh, accepting to these runaways, these women and these these young men that would run away from their parents. So that's always a mystery to me. Probably the biggest mystery to me. Why oh. I'm fascinated by evil because you know also Hitler was extremely evil, but he was loved. By his country, you know, and he was, a, he was adored by his... He was a rock star. Because what the relationship brought for both Hitler... was the guy you said? Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Okay, Charles Manson was being fed by those people, and those people were feeding off of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's, it's a definitely a codependent code yeah. yeah, as it would be. Like they're, it would be. They're one, one part of them was their needs were being met as much as his needs were being met from those people. I think it's just these evil masterminds that can, that know how to manipulate people yes. and they like they just have this sense this uh knowledge of how people's brains work and they're able to manipulate people well, even if they don't as long as there's that feeding ground well like a predator they, don't, they a, don't need to know any of that a predator in the wild they develop their they've evolved or developed their their skill set based on the kind of prey they're after um, you know, a bird, like a stork, has that long beak to go down into the water to get mm-hmm. the fish. A cheat is very fast. Right. I think people are a lot of the same way. People that are born predators or develop predators, they have a sense. Like this BTK guy, this BTK killer, he would stalk people sometimes for months. Right. He, would, he, would, he had a sense of who was vulnerable and who was not. Mm-hmm. And that's frightening mm-hmm. because human predators are the, uh, the most dangerous because they're smart and they calculate and that's why it took forever to find this BTK guy because he would do it randomly. He would just go out and he may not do it for a week or a month, a year, and then he'd just get the urge. And of course, they found him. They found him because he was on a, in a church. They found him logged into a church web website or something. Mm. He, was, really? he was a deacon in the church. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that particular in nature, we see it. You know, animals develop to to the suit their prey, but it's frightening when it takes a human form. Because mm-hmm. there's that same cold reptilian calculation of just almost this enjoying killing or or inflicting pain on others for the sake of it, and I guess that's where you 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 definitely draw the line between a, like a like the guy that you said you grew up with who had a violent streak, or the guy I talked about who was definitely harboring or engaged in pedophilia. And then someone who just lives to hunt other people, and that that is fucking frightening to me. Right? Do you think somebody's evil that commits evil acts and then is remorseful for them? Yeah, they're still evil, but it's almost like um, the remorseless ones are the ones that are more frightening because those are the hard things to understand. We've all done something we regret later. We all lost our temper. Or said something we regret, or even maybe throwing a punch or something like that at some point in our life. And after the fact, you're like, "Why did I say that to that guy?" You know, you feel bad about it. So I, 
it's 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 apples and oranges obviously yelling at somebody or even throwing a punch is different than taking advantage of a child um i understand remorse i do not understand empty vacant like emotionless acts of right. violence with no right. there's no the, the, the soul of that person is not there anymore mm-hmm. you know that's just the part where i don't understand you know when that that quote you quoted earlier which one uh, i think it was the first one about uh where it's harder to understand. It's easy. Nothing is easier than to ne- to denounce the evildoer. Nothing is more difficult than to understand right. him. Right. Uh, that I don't understand. Well, read when, your uh, your quote that you found off of your phone. That was that was pretty freaking. Give me a second to pull it up here. Taoism. 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 Okay. Sorry. Duh! It's Taoism. God damn. Okay, so this, but it says, when the world knows beauty as beauty, ugliness arises. When it knows good as good, evil arises. Thus being and non-being produce each other. Difficult and easy bring each other out. Long and short reveal each other. High and low support each other. Music and voice harmonize. So it's just giving... You're saying evil is balanced to good, right? There's, it's all contrast. Everything's You're getting deep contrast. now. You're getting. I don't make me get right. all matrix on you. <laughs> but it's, it's. Just, Could Neo have existed without Agent Smith? I don't know. Yeah, there wouldn't have been no need for him. See, there would have been no movie. To like, <laughs> okay, if you want to talk about Garden of Eden, you know, whether you believe in the Bible or not, it's just like if you just look at it as a parable. Okay, and, and that's tree, what I believe it was always meant right, to be anyway. And the tree of the knowledge. Of good and evil, not the tree of good and evil. Well, that's one thing that we because it's the knowledge of it that well, makes it it. Well, that's the one thing that we have the one advantage we have over animals is they don't really. I mean, my dog knows it's not supposed to poop on the rug. Okay, it when it does it anyway, right? It like kind of slinks around, <laughs> so it kind of knows it shouldn't have done it, but it doesn't understand. It doesn't understand why it shouldn't have done it, right? That's it knows. Of, it knows. I get mad at it when it poops. Doesn't you. like picking it up. Yeah, but it like it's just like it's just poop. I mean, I got to poop, so I pooped. It's not. There's no malicious intent there. Although I do believe my cat sometimes does things more maliciously. <laughs> so maybe I could. Maybe that's an argument against my case. But humans are the ones that sort of know that you know you can just know. There's there's like a, we have we have self awareness. We have self awareness. So uh, well, why most people have, most people right have the self awareness because we, if you want to take Eve, you know, in that parable of that, her eating that fruit, she gained the knowledge of those two things that contrast each other. Was it a banana? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, little kids. I've heard of little kids taking their baby siblings and hiding them in drawers and trying to flush them down the toilet and you know like well, they're not stuff uh, like that. a child is not aware but yeah, yeah a but child there... so a child's obviously not aware it, that's not you know if an adult did that that's a whole other <laughs> that's a, that's a whole laugh other... away from the microphone <laughs> <laughs> flush it down the toilet but yeah I, hey i did that to my sister does that mean i'm evil <laughs> I put her in the toy no, box because I would. No, but yeah, when you're a, a child, you don't understand these things. I wouldn't even say if an adult puts the kid in the toy box, it makes him evil. I think it just makes him an asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, Dude, you know, one, one, one day we'll have a kid, and maybe I want to stick it in the toy box. <laughs> I don't know about flushing down the toilet. But that won't work. You know, I, I would. I, I wouldn't want to get rid of it permanently. Just make it go away for a little bit. <laughs> you, you might know. just find it amusing just to do things like that. Take a sip of Nyquil, honey. <laughs> You're like worrying me. <laughs> <laughs> Have your kids ever like? Uh, done anything like that where you had displayed any traits where you're like, oh my god, he's going to be a serial killer. I not that I can think of. Well, well Logan's a Logie. Logie was going to. Uh, was about ready to stab uh, yeah, J Dog with a pencil. Get a, <laughs> but you know, a lot go of that the knife drawer. Oh, but it's, oh. But it's, <laughs> your sister went to the knife drawer. Oh, but yeah. it's more of a like I'm gonna, you know, he scares the other kids. Well, He's not boy, really gonna boys doing shit. I mean, I I was babysitting my sisters, and one of my sisters, I think I told you? her to go to her room or something. I uh. I was probably 15, and my sister was would have been, like, 11. And this I is told the one her, that married the child molester. Yeah. <laughs> I told her to go to her room, 
or something like that. And she wouldn't do it. And she was just, and you know, I had, I was powerless at that point. My sisters would gang up on me. She ran in the kitchen and got a knife. And told me to stay you away from are scaring me. <laughs> What's that from? She, but she, yeah, she went and got a knife to defend herself from me making her go to her room. Did you stop trying to make her go to her room? Yeah, I just, <laughs> did it work? I left her alone. I was like, "You're crazy." I've, I've, I have a friend, and her she she has three boys as well, and her uh, her two kids were. I had to pull them apart. The one was trying to drown the other in the pool. Two I mean, boys. Yeah, they boys, were yeah. they were playing, well, boys, but I was know. like, "Oh my god!" They just don't Logan understand. sounds like a demon sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I, I had this. I had this fat friend who uh, we would always wrestle around, and I think he later on did some things like, like as an adult that I, I, I think he might have been fucked in the head. But he, he, I remember he wrestled with me to the ground, and he sat on me, and he was literally crushing me, and I couldn't breathe. And I mean that's just the kind of things right. boys do with each other. And I'm like, you know, get off me! I did that like, to my sister once. I did. You sat on her. I sat on her. And Is your she... sister hot? Because <laughs> that'd be a sexy, sexy picture. Yeah, <laughs> we were like ten. Oh, I pictured you guys as like eighteen or nineteen no! sitting on each other. <laughs> she could kick my ass now. That don't mean it wouldn't be hot to watch. <laughs> no, but yeah, I held her. I held her down in the pillow. Just to see you how have, long. Oh my I, god! But that, it's okay. They were just You're testing. You're evil. Yeah. She no. was Girls just testing. <laughs> you held her face in the pillow but to I see just, how long she could hold. Well, her we breath. were fighting, and I was angry at her, and so I just wanted to see, you know. So murder's okay if you're mad. Can you breathe now? Can you breathe now? I'm not. I'm, not I'm just. Evil. Gi- I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> what is your first? Never mind. What I, is what? I would. I wouldn't even put. Put murder is bad. I wouldn't necessarily always put it in the case of evil because sometimes you're provoked. It's calculated, planned out murder. That's like you watch these that snapped show where these bitches will be like mad at their husband and they'll like you know plot and like poison them over a two week period and then or like wait till they're asleep and then cut their junk off or something like that. <laughs> that is scary. You know that snapped on this lifetime. All lifetime shows have men as monsters. Right. There's right. never a show where a man's he's either he's a totally See, but wimp. Well, but every- men are criminals. Like there aren't as many women criminals at all. I mean, women are half the population, but maybe they just crimes, get away with it more. Crimes are not committed by women. Crimes are committed by men. But talking about half the population are women. But at Walmart, who pepper sprayed the bitch to get the Xbox 360? <laughs> <laughs> this little Latina lady. I think everybody's capable of of. Everything and anything, but let Not me that ask you this. That's it, one of the questions I had here. Was uh, what about shoplifting? Uh, what about what about greed? What about what <laughs> what about anger? What yeah, about? Let's, wait a minute. Let's talk about shoplifting for a minute. <laughs> Hot sickness over here, I believe, has a history of shoplifting. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna kill you now! Now that I could, thought that, you quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be that would be. I don't know. That might be a trait of an early sign of a, a sick. Mine. It was a sick evil. How much did you? you how much no, did you she steal? She was a teenager, though. She was a teenager. That don't make it right. That's no, even worse. I didn't say it was right. I didn't say it she was, was right. experimenting with st- a life of crime. What would you steal? Everything. Stuff you didn't even need. Yes. You are evil. <laughs> There's no personal gain. You're doing it for that. No, you're a thrill seeker. Is what you are. <laughs> you're probably, the diet I, you know, That's what it was. Did probably. you ever get caught stealing anything? Very close one time. Very close, but they didn't. How close? What do you mean close? Like, like they knew we you were, were in a shoe store, and I—it really actually wasn't me. I was with a friend, and she had put a pair of shoes she wanted on the very top of her bag, and a salesperson walked by and saw them sitting in there. And so the salesperson comes up to my friend and says, "Where are the shoes that were in this box?" And my friend's like, "Oh, I came back here to try them on." She takes her in the back, and I'm standing there staring at this bag with these shoes. I quickly grabbed them out of the bag and I shoved them on the shelf. Oh, you knew you, they, were, they were still in the bag? I knew they were in the bag, yeah. And I turned and looked and the manager was watching me the whole time. But that wasn't you stealing, it was only No, else. but it was my friend and we had stolen, I had stolen some stuff and it was all in this bag. We were in a ball. And so we had stuff from every single store in this one bag. So if we had gotten caught, they would have called all the managers in all those other stores. I predict one day one of your kids is going to get caught shopping. <laughs> no, no. We're going to get a call. I do not. Nope. 
I, I ratted my sister out one time. She stole a pack of gum, and I think this just makes me a snitch. Not you a, know, and, she, and I, she was like, she showed it to my other sister, and she's like, oh, I got those juicy fruits. <laughs> Mom, she's got some gum. Oh, yeah, I loved watching her get beat. Uh, you were a rat. All right, so since I bared my little, little bad tidbit darkness, someone else has to give one. How about you, Whiskey? No, no. What do you? I don't you? got any. Oh. You know, I was good this, all my life. This, well, here I got a story. I got a story. This, this definitely sounds like if your kid did this, you'd be like, you are bound for a life of crime. You are an evil little bastard. I uh, was in third grade, and I had found a. a uh, this was before I was homeschooled, and I found a like three or four a box of tacks. like those little ones that you put on a bulletin board with a flat head yeah. on them. Not, not the ones with the right. And uh, I thought, wouldn't this be fucking funny if I put this down on my friend's seats <laughs> and on the floor <laughs> where there's they sit Indian style in the little library? <laughs> so I laid my little yeah. landmines and went and sat back at my desk, and like a little evil genius, sat there and waited for him. And I, I tell you, this I sound they sound really bad. I started laughing when they sat on the oh ki- my God. one of my friends, J Mac. One of my best friends started crying. <laughs> and he's like, who would do this? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I, I don't, to this day, I don't know why I did it. I don't think it was evil. See? I think I just wanted to see right. what would happen. What would happen? Right. Curiosity. I saw it like on a Tom and Jerry cartoon, evil cartoons. And I put him on the chair. And I just, like, would it really work in real life? I tried it on the teacher, but she caught wind of it. But then it was like three or four people got taxed in their See, ass. that's why like, everybody's right. capable of everything. Well, I, when I was a kid, the thing that comes to mind is we were visiting we were visiting these friends of my parents at, at this farm. And they had just, they had this little kitten. I think his name was Boots. You didn't do and something bad to the kid. I was obsessed with this kitten, and this kitten was one of those really squirmy, like, didn't like to be held kittens, and I tied that motherfucker up. One <laughs> string. I found string. I, I, like, looked around the barn, and you I found stuff, up. and I tied that thing up so I could pet it. I tied it. It was all meowing, and it was all, like, okay. this little You can't get away This now. little kitten, and, yeah, I tied him up for... for probably at least a half an hour just so that I could pet him. But, that so was pretty you, demented. You, you tied him up so you could love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's for your own, it's for for your own good. good. <laughs> I mean, I felt really bad like when I was doing it, but I was oh, like, sure I just the really want to pet killer. <laughs> No, wait a minute. He didn't feel bad. I'm like, sorry. You're a submission hound. You're going to make that cat submit to I'm, afr- I'm afraid yeah. to sleep in the bed with her tonight. <laughs> She's going to tie you up sorry, so yeah. she can pet you. Oh. <laughs> It's for your own good. <laughs> Rape me, please. <laughs> How about you, Whiskey? I got nothing. Oh, oh come on. Bullshit. No, really. He, I'm, he I'm, told I'm us quite, about... I was quite a good little boy. I really have nothing. He told oh, us about his liar. mind skit. That's embarrassing yeah, enough. Yeah, I guess you buried your soul enough. Okay. And I guess for our last question here, this I think the show's going pretty good. I mean, for our first show where we right. really like, I pick one of the heaviest, most complicated <laughs> topics of all. I wanted to make sure that we got off on a different foot, and it took a while for it to get rolling, but it's cool. Uh, is someone evil capable of good? I mean, is someone sick and twisted? Someone Is the BTK killer or Jeffrey Dahmer or Charles Manson, are they capable of doing something good? I think that I think those are the most compelling characters in fiction and, and real life or when you find someone who's who's truly a monster that will like have a soft spot for his dog. Hitler right, Hitler loved right. his dog. Or uh well, it goes back to their contrast. family. John Gotti. John Gotti his daughter idolizes him. This Victoria Gotti mm-hmm. idolizes him. Yet he killed people, he murdered people, he maimed people, he threatened people. He I mean he was he was a violent sociopath, but his daughter uh, has pictures. Of, I've seen this, the surveillance footage of her visiting him in prison, and she loves him and she idolizes him. And to this day, she has his picture up on the mantle. This was not a nice person. This is a very, very bad, violent person, and yet he had found a spot. Uh, he, and she felt safe with him. There's always that. It seems there's always those few people that are immune to the uh, to the violent instincts of these of these monsters. You know. Whether it be uh, Hitler's dog or his girlfriend or 
you know. Well, it's like what that thing said that I read. It's like, if you call it good, then evil will rise. When you call it evil, then good will rise. I mean, you have you're going to have the contrast. There's going to be the, you're, you, you, the very fact that you call it good makes the other side balance out. It's yeah. You you you, you defined it so because you can't be have be, one without the other. Yeah, like what's the Oprah's have, dark secret? You can't have good without evil. Oprah's dark secret. Do you think the people that do really really good things have dark secrets? Oh uh, yeah. I think <laughs> Oprah fucking mutilates little kittens. And what? Stuff. She has got to be fucked up. She's got... I Poor Stedman, he... I don't even want to know what they have. <laughs> Somebody that's that good. And I mean, you know, Jeebus bless her and all that. And I'm, I wish she'd give me... <laughs> I wish somebody would give... She'd give me some of her money. And she does a lot of good things. But somebody... Nobody is truly all good or all evil. Well, nobody's right, perfect, right, right. for one. Well, but I'm saying Oprah's so good in public, she has got to be a bitch behind closed doors. There's no way somebody's that nice. No way. No... No way. No way in, in this world or the next. I don't believe it. Unless you're awake to that there is no either evil or good. Well, yeah, Oprah, Oprah thinks that, she's a you, fucking saint. If you walk in the middle of both of those, what's in the middle between good and evil? Wow, man. I need another drink. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pass the joint, man. <laughs> Shit's getting deep. All right. That's been a great first show. Hopefully be back at you in a couple weeks here. Uh, I don't know when the show is actually going to go up on iTunes. It's a whole process that I've got to do to submit the show to iTunes and get a get a RSS feed and everything. But Naomi, I want to leave you guys with a quote that Naomi actually gave to me. She said it's a quote from John Wayne, and I, I'm contemplating it making the sign out for this show. Yeah, life's tough. But it's even tougher when you're stupid. See you next time. <laughs>